0: there, you are listening to the Love and Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson, and I am on this earth to help you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. It's definitely my calling. It wasn't all that long ago that I too suffered three miscarriages of my own and six years of infertility, and I really know how painful and lonely the journey can be. Over those six years, I developed some really solid tools for releasing the emotional pain of loss and for truly healing from the inside out, and I'm here to share them all with you so that you can feel like yourself again. So if you've had a miscarriage or experienced the loss that infertility brings because there is a loss there too, you are in the right place, and I'm so grateful that you're taking the first step toward healing by joining me today. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Love and Loss Podcast. You are listening to episode number 39. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when your own body is a trigger after a miscarriage. After a miscarriage, it can feel like your body is failing you, it almost feels like a betrayal. And after a miscarriage, it can also feel like it's almost like a cruel joke. Your breasts might still be sore. You maybe still feel nauseous, exhausted. For some women, if it's a little further along, their milk can even come in. I didn't even know that could happen so early. like Even at 13 weeks along, if you lose the baby at that point, you can your milk can come in. That just seems like body cruelty for other people. Maybe it's that you gained some weight in the first few weeks and now it's just sitting there and you can't get it off. The bottom line is that every time you see yourself in the mirror, it's a reminder that you're not pregnant anymore and it becomes a trigger. I definitely know how this feels myself. I have been there. I miscarried my first baby at 11 weeks along. And by that point, I actually wasn't feeling nauseous anymore. My breasts weren't really feeling sore. and But I had definitely gained some weight. And every time I looked at myself after I lost my baby, I thought, now you have no reason to have this extra weight on you. And what was just a few days before was a beautiful growing pregnant body to me just felt like an ugly overweight one. Side note on that. This is not to say that beauty is defined by size because I don't believe that it is. But at the time I was telling myself that my body was ugly and overweight. So that's the mindset that I was in at the time. I just really wanted to feel good about my body again. I've always had some body image issues since I was a preteen, I guess, maybe even since childhood. I'm, I'm not even totally sure about that yet, but this really was taking it to the next level. So I'm going to come back to that and how I was able to reconcile with my body in a few minutes. But before I do, I want to just talk a little bit about why you're experiencing this pain and why I was experiencing it. First, your body becomes a trigger reminding you of your loss. That's all a trigger really is it's a reminder of what we still need to heal. The underlying wound is already there. A trigger is just something that presses on the wound and it lets you know that that wound is not yet healed, it's still painful. And a body that doesn't look or feel like it did before is a reminder. It's taking you back to the pain of your loss. It's telling you that you still have more to heal. But it's also giving you some other hints. The trigger itself is telling you something. Everyone has different triggers after a loss. And for some people, it's pregnancy announcements. For others, it's maybe receiving advice from others, unsolicited advice for you, maybe it's your body or maybe you have all of them. I actually had all of them. (laughs) Um, The thing is, if you had body image issues before your loss and now your body has become a trigger, it might actually be pointing you to additional pain that's been lurking around since your body images first surfaced even as a child or a teenager, as I said, it was was the case for myself. And that actually needs some delving into. I talk about how to get to the bottom of a trigger in episode number 17. That's really all about triggers and how to release triggers. And there's even a free downloadable worksheet there that's included with that episode. So head over there if you really want to dig into to a specific trigger like the body image after a loss. So that's the first reason why you're experiencing that pain. So it's your body has become a trigger. It's reminding you of your loss. The second reason you might be having some ill will towards your body is that you've separated yourself from your body, and this can happen immediately after a loss, or it could build over time. For me, I think it it built after my loss and then over the next couple of years of infertility where I started to develop this us and them kind of mentality. It was me versus my body. It was like I separated myself. I would talk about it as though it wasn't even mine. Doctors would talk about it as though it was something outside of myself. Hope you know what i mean by that and if you kind of just sit with that for a minute that might resonate that we can separate ourselves from our bodies and 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 that actually can cause you pain so i had both of these applied to me i needed to heal the body image issues that i had developed from my childhood in order to heal the body image issues that I had after my pregnancy loss. But I also needed to reconcile with my body. I needed to learn how to become whole again. I needed to learn to love my body and care for it and nurture it instead of hating it. And thank goodness I was able to do that because it is so liberating when it's so liberating when you're able to do that. And the more work I did, the more love I felt for my body. Until these days it's it's several years after my last miscarriage. And I feel entirely different about my body. It's definitely a work in progress, but when I started to do the work, the work the weight came off naturally without me really even having to do anything. Like change my diet or stuffing chips and cookies my two favorite things two of my favorite things i have lots of favorite things anyway i now trust my body to do all kinds of things that i never even thought were possible so i have an entirely different relationship with my body so what did i do to change all of this well If you've been listening to me for a while, you'll know that I use pretty similar spiritual and mindset practices for all kinds of emotional healing. And you might too, you might be using some of these tools yourself. The problem is that many women are exposed to these types of practices, but they've never been taught to use them specifically for miscarriage recovery. And there are some really specific things that I do that really focus in on, on miscarriage and pregnancy loss. So I'm going to give you five, five things that you can do and they don't necessarily have to go in this order. Um, So these are more just, they're not five steps. They're five tips. So number one, I always say, allow yourself to feel the pain that you're in. It's counterintuitive. We as humans are taught to avoid pain, physical or or emotional. And so we will go to great lengths to actually bury our pain. We avoid it. We keep busy. We do all the, all the things we take sedatives. We, drink we binge on netflix we we do all kinds of things to distract ourselves from our pain and so it's hard to feel it when you've been taught not to do that and it takes a little bit of practice but as much as you don't want to do it this is actually what's going to make you feel better it's almost like Pouring the rubbing alcohol on an open wound, it stings for a few minutes, but it's ultimately going to help you get better. So once you actually are able to sit still in a safe place, I would recommend close your eyes. You can let that emotion just move through you and yes, it's going to sting but it's going to move through you and you're going to feel better on the other side. So that's number one, allow yourself to feel the pain. Number two, if you haven't heard me talk about essential oils yet, you're going to hear a lot more about it. It was one of my tools by the time I had my third miscarriage. I didn't really use them at all for my first or second, But lately, I've really been diving into the impact that essential oils have on emotions. For a long time, I've known that each oil has a physical impact on the body, but I hadn't delved into the emotional component really until the last year or two. And what I learned is that every essential oil does have an emotional effect on your body. Think about lavender. Most of you probably know that lavender creates calm. And really, that's because it reduces cortisol in the body. Cortisol is one of the hormones that's released when you're in flight flight or fight. When your body's in stress. And so the physical effect of reducing cortisol in the body is going to cause you to feel more calm so the physical the physical what's going on physically in your body as a result of using an oil is what's also impacting your physical state as well so it's not surprising that there's some sort of physical reaction if there's some sort of physical reaction going on in your body that there's also going to be an emotional one let's talk about grapefruit Some of you might know how uplifting citrus oils can be in general, but you might not know that grapefruit is actually an oil that helps you to shift your body images. And I'm not going to get into the physical, the physical process of that, but know that what, what grapefruit oil does it teaches you to have respect and appreciation for your body. It encourages you to have a positive relationship with your body and one that's based on love and acceptance. And it's also about respecting your physical needs. So, all of those are things that you need when you're feeling triggered by your body or when you're feeling separated from your body, is bringing it back into the fold teaching yourself respect again for your body and an appreciation and love for it. So grapefruit oil can be used topically. I love to put a drop in my water and then I can smell it and taste it. Um, By the way, I use doTERRA essential oils. There are very few essential oils out there that I would recommend using internally. doTERRA is, is the brand that I trust. Um, And before you do go putting grapefruit oil in your water, just do your research and make sure you're using a good quality brand. Okay, so that's number two, grapefruit oil. Number three, I'm going to give you two journal prompts. And these were actually really, really quite effective for me. So the first one is to write a letter to your body, telling it what's on your mind. That allows you to Get everything out of your mind and onto the paper. And that in and of itself is a release going back to number one, allowing yourself to feel the pain. So that's the first one, write a letter to your body, telling you what's going on in your mind, telling you how you, how you feel about it. And number two, write a letter from your body to you. What is your body wanting to say to you? And that's really going to shift your perspective as well. On to number four, forgive your body. If you stay angry at your body, resenting it is going to cause you to experience stress. And then you're really going to need the lavender to calm yourself back down. But your body really feels what your mind tells it. So if you continue to tell your body that you hate it and you're angry at it, your body's going to feel that it's going to feel that stress. Forgiving, I could get into a whole podcast just about forgiveness, so so I'm going to leave it at that for today, is is to just forgive your body um, without really being able to get into the how to do that. Number five is to meditate. This is always one of my steps, and again, I don't know how many women have actually been taught how to use meditation to target specific issues emotional experiences or grief after miscarriage or a pregnancy loss so that's one of the things that i teach is really how to use it specifically to recover emotionally after a miscarriage i have a meditation that is all about accepting your body and i'm actually going to do a special episode next week on and we're going to actually do that meditation live so I invite you to join me for that if you'd like to try this meditation for accepting your body so those are the five allow yourself I'm going to quickly recap allow yourself to feel the pain number two use grapefruit essential oil diffuse it or use it topically Number three, journal those two, write a letter to your body, write a letter from your body to you. Number four, forgive your body. And number five, meditate. So now that you have all these tools and now that you know that you have a choice as to how body triggers can be managed, I would love to know what you will do. Will you sit back and wait for them to go away or will you take some action? Email me or DM me and tell me what you're going to do. So once again, I would love for you to join me next week for that special meditation. So that's going to be episode number 40. And then I will also put in the show notes, um, the link to episode number 17, which is all about triggers. That's at sherryjohnson.ca slash 17. In the meantime, as I said, forgiveness is something that I, I couldn't get into in detail, um, but if you'd like, you can download my free PDF to get my whole step-by-step roadmap for navigating the emotional journey after a miscarriage. That's on my website, sherryjohnson.ca roadmap. I hope you'll head over there and grab that. So that's it for today. If you found value in this episode, I would absolutely love it if you left me a review on Apple. Um, Apple Podcasts. Follow me, subscribe, um, wherever your favorite platform is, whatever the languages that they use so that you don't miss an episode. And I'll see you next week on episode number 40. Bye for now.